<clears throat> Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the Haven, located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And we're going to start right off today. We hope you're all safe and happy and yeah. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram compiled by Srila Sanatan Goswami glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam which is the source in a sense um, of the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, or our ability to read the Srimad Bhagavatam because uh, yeah it goes like this Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dwanduditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Sri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Shri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro Manbahadana Mannistadagamad Bhagya Madananda Namostute my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhu tadayin atini chuchatakara hanamun chagadachin mam premna rit kantayoksfuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay, we've reached the 25th chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Lord Kapiladev is extolling the glories of devotional service. We're starting with text 22. Such a sadhu engages in staunch devotional service to the Lord 
without deviation. For the sake of the Lord, he renounces all other connections, such as family relationships and friendly acquaintances within this world, within the world. Purport. A person in the renounced order of life, a sannyasi, is also called a sadhu because he renounces everything, his home, his comfort, his friends, his relatives, and his duties to friends and to family. He renounces everything for the sake of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A sannyasi is generally in the renounced order of life, but his renunciation will be successful only when his energy is employed in the service of the Lord with great austerity. It is said here, therefore, bhaktim kurvanti te ye dridam. A person who seriously engages in the service of the Lord and is in the renounced order of life is a sadhu. A sadhu is one who has given up all responsibility to society, family, and worldly humanitarianism simply for the service of the Lord. As soon as he takes his birth in the, in the world, a person has so many responsibilities <clears throat> and obligations to the public, to the demigods, to the great sages, to the general living beings, to his parents, to the family forefathers, and to many others. When he gives up all such obligations for the sake of the, servant of the service of the Supreme Lord, he is not punished for such renunciation of obligation. But if, for sense gratification, a person renounces all such obligations, he is punished by the law of nature. Text 23 Madhashraya kata mishta shinvanti katayanti cha tapanti vividastapa naitam mad Engaged constantly in chanting and hearing about me, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the sadhus do not suffer from material miseries because they are always filled with thoughts of my pastimes and activities. Purport There are multifarious miseries in material existence, those pertaining to the body, in the mind, those imposed by other living entities, and those imposed by natural disturbances. But a sadhu is not disturbed by such miserable, miserable conditions because his mind is always filled with Krishna consciousness, and thus he does not like to talk about anything but the activities of the Lord. Maharaja Parish did not speak of anything but the pastimes of the Lord. Vachangshi Vaikunta Gunanu Varnane Bhagavatam 9.4.18 He engaged his words only in the glorification of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Sadhus are always interested in hearing about the activities of the Lord or his devotees. Since they are filled with Krishna consciousness, they are forgetful of the material miseries. Ordinary conditioned souls being forgetful of the activities of a Lord, are always full of anxieties and material tribulations. On the other hand, since the devotees always engage 
in the topics of the Lord, they are forgetful of the miseries of material existence. Text 24. O my mother, O virtuous lady, these are the qualities of great devotees who are free from all attachment. You must seek attachment to such holy men, for this counteracts the pernicious effects of material attachment. Purport. Kapila Muni herein advises his mother, Devahuti, that if she wants to be free from material attachment, she should increase her attachment for the sadhus, or devotees who are completely freed from all material attachment. In Bhagavad Gita, 15th chapter, verse 5, it is stated, Who is qualified to enter into the kingdom of God? It is said there, Nirmana moha jita sangadoshaha. This refers to one who is completely freed from the puffed-up condition of material possessiveness. A person may be materially very rich, opulent, or respectable, but if he all wants to transfer himself to the spiritual kingdom, back home, back to Godhead, then he has to be freed from the puffed-up condition of material possessiveness, because that is a false position. The word moha used here means the false understanding that one is rich or poor. In this material world, the conception that one is very rich or very poor or any such consciousness in connection with material existence is false because this body itself is false or temporary. A pure devotee who is prepared to be freed from this material entanglement must first of all be free from the association of the three modes of nature. Our consciousness at the present moment is polluted because of association with the three modes of nature. Therefore, in Bhagavad Gita, the same principle is stated. It is advised, Jita Sangha Doshaha. One should be freed from the contaminated association of the three modes of material nature. Here also, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, this is confirmed. A pure devotee who is preparing to transfer himself to the spiritual kingdom is also freed from the association of the three modes of material nature. We have to seek the association of such devotees. For this reason, we have begun the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. There are many mercantile, scientific and other associations in human society to develop a particular type of education or consciousness. But there is no association which helps one to get free from all material association. If anyone has reached the stage where he must become free from this material con um, contamination, then he has to seek the association of devotees wherein Krishna consciousness is exclusively cultured. One can thereby become free from all material association. Because a devotee is freed from all contaminated material association, he is not affected by the miseries of material existence. Even though he appears to be in the material world, he is not affected by the miseries of the material world 
How is it possible? There is a very good example in the activities of the cat. The cat carries her kittens in her mouth. And when she kills a rat, she also carries the booty in her mouth. This both, thus, both are carried in the mouth of the cat, but they are in different conditions. The kitten feels comfort in the mouth of the mother, whereas when the rat is carried in the mouth of the cat, the rat feels the blows of death. Similarly, those who are sadhava or devotees engaged in Krishna consciousness, in the transcendental service of the Lord, do not feel the contamination of material miseries, whereas those who are not devotees in Krishna consciousness actually feel the miseries of material existence. One should therefore give up the association of materialistic persons and seek the association of persons engaged in Krishna consciousness. And by such association, he will benefit in spiritual advancement. By their words and instructions, he will be able to cut off his attachment to material existence. Text 25 Satam prasangan manavirya mamavirya sambido bhavanti ritkarna rasayana kataha yaj yet ashapavarga Vartmani Shadha Ratir Bhakti Ranu Kramishati. Famous verse. In the association of pure devotees, discussion of the pastimes and activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is very pleasing and satisfying to the ear and the heart. By cultivating such knowledge, one gradually becomes advanced on the path of liberation and thereafter he is freed and his attraction becomes fixed. Then real devotion and devotional service begin. Purport The process of advancing in Krishna consciousness and devotional service is described here. The first point is that one must seek the association of persons who are Krishna conscious and who engage in devotional service. Without such association, one cannot make advancement. Simply by theoretical knowledge or study, one cannot make any appreciable advancement. One must give up the association of materialistic persons and seek the association of devotees, because without the association of devotees, one cannot understand the activities of the Lord. Generally, people are convinced of the impersonal feature of the Absolute Truth. Because they do not associate with devotees, they cannot understand that the Absolute Truth can be a person and have personal activities. This is a very difficult subject matter. And unless one, unless one has personal understanding of the Absolute Truth, there is no meaning to devotion. Service or devotion cannot be offered to anything impersonal. Service must be offered to a person. Non-devotees cannot appreciate Krishna consciousness by reading the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam or any other Vedic literature wherein the activities of the Lord are described. They think that these activities are fictional, manufactured stories because spiritual life is not explained to them 
in the proper mood. To understand the personal activities of the Lord, one has to seek the association of devotees. And by such association, when one contemplates and tries to understand the transcendental activities of the Lord, the path to liberation is open and he is freed. One who, is, one who has firm faith in the Supreme Personality of Godhead becomes fixed and his attraction for association with the Lord and, his, and the devotees increases. Association with devotees means association with the Lord. The devotee who makes the, this association develops the consciousness for rendering service to the Lord. And then, by being situated <clears throat> in the transcendental position of devotional service, he gradually becomes perfect. Text 26. Thus, consciously engaged in devotional service, in the association of devotees, a person gains distaste for sense gratification, both in this world and in the next, he con by constantly thinking about the activities of the Lord. This process of Krishna consciousness is the easiest process of mystic power. When one is actually situated, on that path of devotional service, he is able to control the mind. Purport. In all scriptures, people are encouraged to act in a pious way so that they can enjoy sense gratification, not only in this life, but also in the next. For example, one is promised promotion to the heavenly kingdom of higher planets by pious fruitive activities. But a devotee in the association of devotees prefers to contemplate the activities of the Lord, how he has created this universe, how he is maintaining it, how the creation dissolves, and how in the spiritual kingdom the Lord's pastimes are going on. There are full literatures describing these activities of the, of the Lord especially Bhagavad-gītā, Brahma-saṅgītā, and Śrīmad-bhāgavatam. The sincere devotee who associates with devotees gets the opportunity to hear and contemplate this subject of the pastimes of the Lord. And the result is that he feels distaste for so-called happiness in this or that world, in heaven or on other planets. The devotees are simply interested in being transferred to the personal association of the Lord. They have no more attraction for temporary, so-called happiness. That is the position of one who is yoga-yukta. One who is fixed in mystic power is not disturbed by the allurement of this world or of that world. He is interested in the matters of spiritual understanding or the spiritual situation. This sublime situation is very easily attained by the easiest process, bhakti yoga. Rijubir yoga margahai 
A very suitable word used here is rijubi, uh, or very easy. There are different processes of yoga marg, attaining yoga perfection. But this process, devotional service to the Lord, is the easiest. Not only is it the easiest process, but the result is sublime. Everyone, therefore, should try to take this process of Krishna consciousness and reach the highest perfection of life. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāya. Text 27 Thus, by not engaging in the service of the modes of material nature, but by developing Krishna consciousness, knowledge and renunciation, and by practicing yoga, in which the mind is always fixed in devotional service under the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one achieves my association in this very life, for I am the Supreme Personality, the Absolute Truth. PURPORT When one engages in devotional service to the Lord in the nine different kinds of bhakti-yoga, as enunciated in authoritative scriptures, such as hearing, shravanam, chanting, kirtanam, remembering, offering worship, praying, and offering personal service, either in one of them, or two or, th two or three of them, oh, either in one of them, or two or three, or all of them, he naturally has no opportunity to engage in the service of the three modes of material nature. Unless one has good engagements in spiritual service, it is not possible to get, out of the, to get out of the attachment to material service. Those who are not devotees, therefore, are interested in so-called humanitarian or philanthropic work, such as opening a hospital or charitable institution. These are undoubtedly good works, in the sense that they are pious activities and the result is that the performer may get some opportunities for sense gratification either in this life or in the next. Devotional service, however, is beyond the boundary of sense gratification. It is completely spiritual activity. When one engages in the spiritual activities of devotional service, naturally he does not get any opportunity to engage in sense gratificatory activities. Krishna conscious activities are performed not blindly but with perfect understanding of knowledge and renunciation. This kind of yoga practice in which the mind is always fixed upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead in devotion results in liberation in this very life. The person who performs such acts gets in touch with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Chaitanya, therefore, approved the process of hearing from realized devotees about the pastimes of the Lord. It does not matter to what category of this world the audience belongs. If one meekly and submissively hears about the activities of the Lord from a realized soul, he will be able to conquer the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is unconquerable by any other process. 
hearing or association with devotees is the most important function for self-realization. Text 28 On hearing this statement of the Lord, Devahuti inquired, What kind of devotional service is worth developing and practicing to help me easily and immediately attain the service of your lotus feet. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita that no one is barred from rendering service to the Lord, whether one is a woman or a laborer or a merchant. <clears throat> if he engages himself in devotional service of the Lord, he is promoted to the highest perfectional state and goes back home, back to Godhead. The devotional service most suitable for different types of devotees is determined and fixed by the mercy of the spiritual master. Text 25, 29 The mystic yoga system, you, as you have explained, aims at the Supreme Personality of Godhead and is meant for completely ending material existence. Please, let me know the nature of that yoga system. How many ways are there by which one can understand the truth, understand in truth that sublime, that sublime yoga? Purport. There are different kinds of mystic yoga systems aiming for different phases of the absolute truth. The jnana yoga system aims at the impersonal Brahman effulgence and the Hatha Yoga system aims at the localized personal aspect, the Paramatma feature of the Absolute Truth, whereas Bhakti Yoga or devotional service which is executed in nine different ways headed by hearing and chanting aims at complete realization of the Supreme Lord. There are different methods of self-realization. But here Devahuti especially refers to the Bhakti Yoga system, which has already been primarily explained by the Lord. The different parts of the Bhakti Yoga system are hearing, chanting, remembering, offering prayers, worshipping the Lord in the temple, accepting service to Him, carrying out His orders, making friendship with Him, and ultimately surrendering everything for the service of the Lord. The word nirvanat, nirvanatman is very significant in this verse. Unless one accepts the process of devotional service, one cannot end the continuation of material existence. As far as the jnanis are concerned, they are interested in jnana yoga. But even if one elevates oneself after a great performance of austerity to the Brahman effulgence, there is a chance of falling down again to the material world. Therefore, jnana yoga does not actually end material existence. Similarly, regarding the hatha yoga system, which aims at the localized aspect of the Lord, Paramatma, it has been experienced that many yogis, such as Vishwamrita, fall down. But bhakti yogis, once approaching the Supreme Personality of Godhead, never come back to this material world 
as it is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Hare Krishna. Yadgat Bhananivartante Upon going, one never comes back. Taktva Deham Purnar Janma Naiti After giving up this body, he never comes back again to accept a material body. Nirvana does not finish the existence of the soul. The soul is ever-existing. Therefore, nirvana means to end one's material existence and to end material existence means to go back home, back to Godhead. Similarly, sometimes it is asked how the living entity falls down from the spiritual world to the material world. Here is the answer. Unless one is elevated to the Vaikuntha planets directly in touch with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is prone to fall down, either, th either from the impersonal Brahman realization or from an ecstatic trance of meditation. Another word in this verse, Bhagavad, Banaha, is very significant. Banaha means arrow. The Bhakti Yoga system is just like an arrow aiming up to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Bhakti Yoga system never urges one towards the impersonal Brahman, effulgence, or to the point of Paramatma realization. This Banaha, or arrow, is so sharp and swift that it goes directly to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, penetrating the regions of impersonal Brahman and localized Paramatma. Text 30 My dear son, Kapila, after all, I am a woman. It is very difficult for me to understand the Absolute Truth because my intelligence is not very great. But if you will kindly explain it to me, even though I am not very intelligent, I can understand it and thereby feel transcendental happiness. Purport Knowledge of the Absolute Truth is not very easily understood by ordinary, less intelligent men. But if the spiritual master is kind enough to the disciple, however unintelligent the disciple may be, then by the divine grace of the spiritual master, everything is revealed. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur therefore says, Yasya Prasadad, by the mercy of the spiritual master, the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavat Prasad is revealed. Devahuti requested her great son to be merciful towards her because she was a less intelligent woman and also his mother. By the grace of Kapiladev, it was quite possible for her to understand the Absolute Truth, even though the subject matter is very difficult for ordinary persons, especially women. Text 31 Sri Maitreya said, After hearing the statement of his mother, Kapila could understand her purpose, and he became compassionate towards her, because of being born of her body. He is described, he described the Sankhya system of philosophy, which is a combination of devotional service 
and mystic realization as received by disciplic succession. Lord Kapila said, The senses are symbolic representations of the demigods and their natural inclination is to work under the direction of the Vedic injunctions. As the senses are representatives of the demigods, so the mind is the representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The mind's natural duty is to serve. When that service as spirit is engaged in devotional service to the Personality of Godhead without any motive, that is far better even than salvation. Purport. The senses of the living entity are always engaged in some occupation, either in activities prescribed in the injunctions of the Vedas or in material activities. The natural inclination of the senses is to work for something, and the mind is the center of the senses. The mind is actually the leader of the senses, therefore it is called sattva. Similarly, the leader of all the demigods who are engaged in the activities of this material world, the sun god, moon god, Indra and others, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. <clears throat> it is stated in the Vedic literature that the demigods are different limbs of the universal body of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Our senses are also controlled by different demigods. Our senses are representations of various demigods. And the mind is the representation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The senses, led by the mind, act under the influence of the demigods. When the service is ultimately aimed at the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the senses are in their natural position. The Lord is called Rishikesha, for he is actually the proprietor and ultimate master of the senses. The senses in the mind are naturally inclined to work, but when they are materially contaminated, they work for some material benefit or for the service of the demigods, although actually they are meant to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The senses are called Rishika. Then the Supreme Personality of Godhead is called Rishikesha. Indirectly, all the senses are naturally inclined to serve the Supreme Lord. That is called Bhakti. Kapiladev said that when the senses without desire for material motive or other selfish motives are engaged in the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one is situated in devotional service. That spirit of service is far better than city, salvation. Bhakti, the inclination to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is in the transcendental, is in a, a transcendental position far better than mukti or liberation. Thus, bhakti is the stage 
after liberation. Unless one is liberated, one cannot engage the senses in the service of the Lord. When the senses are engaged, either in material activities of sense gratification or in the activities of the Vedic injunctions, there is some motive. But when the, but when the same senses are engaged in the service of the Lord and there is no motive, that is called animita, and that is the natural inclination of the mind. The conclusion is that when the mind, without being deviated either by Vedic injunctions or by material activities, is fully engaged in Krishna consciousness or devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, it is far better than the most aspired, most aspired for liberation from material entanglement. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Kapila Muni Ki Jai Okay, it's 8 o'clock. We're going to stop here and we'll start tomorrow again with text 33. Hare Krishna And we anxiously await the Reflections of the devotees. Hare Krishna. Okay, first is from Subarao. Subarao, first, first off the blocks tonight. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. Hope your voice is fine. It sounds little different. No, now it's better. Before it was weird. <laughs> but thank you very much for your concern. Thank you. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi, Hare Bol. From Hutam Paul. Hutam Paul. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Jai Guru. Jai. Hare Bo. From Rati Manjari. Hare Bo Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj. Happy to retrieve your darshan and the sacred sound. Hare Krishna. And from Bhakti Noel. Yes, Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. So many practical points heard today. These daily readings help to keep my mind in, engaged in Krishna consciousness and to keep me out of the material world's puffed-up nature that is always trying to capture us. Thank you for helping us to get free from material contamination and miseries. I am grateful. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada Jai. That's a very nice reflection. It pretty much summarizes what we just heard, doesn't it? Also, we are hearing today about the importance of association of devotees, which helps us to understand the Absolute Truth. A very nice reminder that association can help us to fix our minds and develop a service attitude. Jai to Bhakti Yoga. Absolutely. Bhakti Yoga Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. Very nice.
And from Daitari Hari. Jai Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj. It's really nice to be back listening live. It's been a really busy week between an outreach program, deity service, and a late night weekend festival in Bristol. I have somehow managed to miss almost a week of live readings, which has felt strange. <laughs> I really like the point about how we always need dynamic engagements in devotional service. Hmm. There is a later point that jivas only fall from the spiritual world when they're in the Brahma Jyoti or in Santa Rasa. It really emphasizes the importance of devotional service. Well, the Brahma Jyoti isn't exactly Shanta Ras. There is no Ras in the Brahma Jyoti because the soul has no, the soul's senses are dormant. Without, without activated senses, you can't uh, appreciate even the, the form of the Lord and the devotional service of the Lord. So it's a form of moksha or a form of liberation but it's not rasa. There is no rasa in the Brahma Jyoti. The neutral stage or shanta ras is exhibited in the spiritual world in the, the forms that are not uh, um, human-like. The trees the birds, the bodies of water, uh, the sitting place of the Lord, these are in Shantaras. Hare Krishna. This is also from Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari. Also, I was wondering about the point of hearing about Krishna in the association of devotees. How important is it that we make the effort for us to hear from devotees who are more advanced than us? Hearing from you, for example, is very, is tangibly very powerful. But what kind of benefit is there in reading one-on-one -on -one with different peers situated on different levels? Is hearing in the association of any devotee in good standing always superior to reading alone? Yes, it is. It is superior to hear with other devotees. But but it is important to search out devotees that are more advanced than you. Then again, if you're very advanced, then you'll think that everyone is more advanced than you. The topmost position of devotional service is one in which we feel everyone is a better devotee than we are. So it, 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 if the devotee is sincere and they're, they're reading... From, from, from an authorized source, uh, from a pure devotee, then yes, you get benefit from that reading. Of course, it's a fact that it depends on the qualifications of the hearers and the qualifications of the devotees. And it's also obviously more beneficial to hear from uh, highly developed uh, devotees. That's why I always read Srila Prabhupada directly because I'm sure that I'm giving you know the sound coming from you know a most advanced devotee which is by the way the mula the root 
according to Chaitanya Charitamrita, you know, the association of devotees more advanced than us is mula, is the root of advancing in devotional service, even, it says in that verse, for the advanced devotees. It's for everyone. So it might seem like circular reasoning, but, you know, if you're really advanced, you think anybody is more advanced than you, and you will hear from anyone who is bona fide. If we hear from someone who is not bona fide, such as a professional reciter, or one who is not in devotional service, but is just using the scripture for a personal uh, way, means of making a living, then you won't get the benefit. As long as you're hearing from a devotee or reading with a devotee, uh, especially from Srila Prabhupada's books, uh, that is safe. That is safe. Hare Krishna. From Subarao? Yes, Subarao. One of the gems and summary is from 325.27 purport. Quote, Hearing or associating with devotees is the most important function for self-realization. Thank you for engaging us in hearing and giving your association. Daily readings, key drive. All glories to Srila Prabhupada, who is giving his association to the whole world through these transcendental literatures. Hare Krishna. Thank you. From Goranga Gopal. Well, let's say one more thing about that. One of the things that Prabhupada mentioned in his introduction to the Bhagavad Gita is that before he published the Bhagavad Gita as it is, there were hundreds of translations in English of the Bhagavad Gita, but there was not one devotee of Krishna. Not one. So that is the difference between the translation and commentary of Bhagavad Gita as it is by a pure devotee with no other motive than to, to please Krishna and glorify Krishna and the Bhagavad Gita uh, commentaries of other persons who have a self-motivation, who have selfish interests. Hare Krishna. From Goranga Gopal. Yes, Goranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Very nice to hear the Bhagavatam tonight and Lord Kapila answering the questions of his exalted mother. I noted this part of verse 26. Quote, This process of Krishna consciousness is the easiest process of mystic power. When one is actually situated on that path of devotional service, he is able to control the mind. What an incredible formula. Absorption in hearing and chanting about the Supreme Lord brings the mind to satisfaction. Also noted from purport to verse 22 that, quote, if for sense gratification a person renounces all such obligations to demigods, great sages, forefathers, etc., he is punished by the law of nature, unquote. It makes me think about how when Prabhupada at first witnessed how renounced his Western disciples were, leaving behind family, friends, work, and so on, he was impressed. But then he realized how whimsical this renunciation was, 
and wasn't the one praised by the Lord in this verse. Hare Krishna, thank you very much for your uh, astute uh, reflection. Thank you. And one of the main things is the, t the test, as, as mentioned uh, by Kapiladev here in this chapter, is that one becomes, sense gratification becomes distasteful. This is the real, the real first symptom, that sense gratification becomes distasteful. Then one's attachment for Krishna becomes re real. And the more that attachment becomes real and deep, the, 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 mo the more distasteful sense gratification becomes. And at some point along that spectrum, uh, one becomes secure and doesn't fall down again into the material world. Hare Krishna. From Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai Sri the Prabhupada. Tonight I love the point in the purport of 327 that, quote, unless one has good engagements in spiritual service, it is not possible to get out of the attachment of material service, unquote. Another proof of the importance of engaging in suitable devotional service. I apologize if it is a hackneyed point, but would you please comment on how we should understand and explain Devahuti's humble statement in regards to women being less intelligent in text 30 and Srila Prabhupada's commentary to it? Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, it means that <clears throat> in general, uh, the nature of the female body, the human female body, is uh, made for increasing uh, material comforts. That is what stream means, one who increases the material comforts. The children come from the womb of the mother, the uh, nourish, nourishing nature uh, comes from the, uh, the, the psychology of, of the woman, her body is made to give nourishment to the children uh, by, by breast milk, and this is all natural. Uh, and therefore, the tendency for women to become absorbed in those activities and not be very interested in philosophical or uh, search for absolute truth is stronger than in men. But it doesn't make any difference, you know. Uh, even though those statements are there, the end statement is, even they can attain the perfection. So why should we dwell on the fact that Vaishyas and Shudras and women, which by the way all of us in the Kali Yuga are, all of us, why should we dwell there? Why don't we dwell in the fact that we can go back home, back to Godhead, reach the the, the the eternal uh, uh, perfection by this process, of, this easy process of bhakti yoga. That's why Lord Chaitanya gave the process of chanting Hare Krishna as the yoga dharma, because none of us in in the material world. But generally, the Vaishyas and the women and the Shudras, they're less intelligent. 
But in this age, there aren't any Brahmins or Achatras. Prabhupada is trying to train up some Brahmanas, and there are some qualified Brahmanas now under the guidance of Prabhupada. But that is the general uh, situation of the material world. Hare Krishna. Yes, Kaladvipati, Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading tonight. Please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Quote, if one meekly and submissively hears about the activities of the Lord from the realized soul, he will be able to conquer the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is unconquerable by any other process. Yes, and that is the essence, to be able to hear submissively. What is the op opposite of submissively? Submissive is pride, proud. When you're proud, uh, then when the sound goes in your ear, then the material intelligence takes over and speculates on it and changes it. And therefore it can't go to the heart. Only by submissive or reception can it go to the heart. Hare Krishna. It's from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. She says, right, we can all go back to the spiritual world. Thank you for emphasizing this positive point. That's the, that's the end game for all of this controversy. Hare Krishna. And from Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Thanks for that answer, Maharaj. On the first point, sorry I worded it in a misleading way. I meant how one of the purports referred to both the jiva and the brahmajyoti and the more elevated soul on the neutral platform of ecstatic meditation. Both have the opportunity of falling to the material world, but one who is in direct touch with devotional service in the Vaikuntha planets does not fall down. I didn't I didn't mean to put Shantaras and impersonal realization in the same category. I just meant to reflect on the importance of dynamic engagements in devotional service as opposed to just being an appreciative observer. Is this a correct observation? Yes, that's absolutely correct. Thank you very much for clarifying your point. It's absolutely correct. Even the self-realized yogi who is seeing the super-soul in the heart is in a neutral position. Why? Because there is no active service. And without the active service, the exchange of rasa cannot take place. And therefore, ananda cannot be tasted or spiritual bliss, spiritual happiness. Hare Krishna. Well, what wonderful reflections and discussions and rightfully so because this is a very, very nectarian chapter as some of you have already pointed out. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai Samabeda Bhaktavinda ki jai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as Kapila Dev 
takes us deeper into the Sankhya philosophy, uh, the analysis of how to get to the spiritual position, which he just summarized. He summarized, now he's going to go into, into the details. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.